whoever you are, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast and just be good at what you do. And so that hopefully that you. That's, the, that's, that's what it. You really, <laughs> really have to be good because if I'm going to fight to have a, you know, a woman on it, like right. I'm going to have the best person on it. It's not because you're a woman, really. It's because your work is spectacular and we want you on the team. Hai semua, ini Tania, host dari podcast Janda Bercanda, channel khusus yang didedikasikan untuk kesejahteraan para janda. Hal-hal yang berhubungan dengan membangun karir, personal development, um, single parenting, dan juga femalepreneurship. Kali ini kita kedatangan tamu seorang sutradara film independen dari Ubud, Bali. Dia ini adonan Indonesia dan Australia. Tapi jangan kecelek sama casingnya aja bule, tapi dalam hati anak Bali asli. Nah, dia ini memulai karirnya sebagai sutradara film independen dari Bali Indonesia, tapi dia memberanikan diri untuk cebur langsung ke Hollywood untuk bergabung dengan persilatan film internasional. Dan dia berhasil untuk membuat gebrakan yang membanggakan tanah air. Nah, dia cerita nih bagaimana proyek-proyek sebelumnya dan proyek yang sekarang terakhir dia kerjakan dan idenya dia yang brilian banget dan caranya dia untuk uh, crowdsourcing dan crowdfunding um, proyek ini. Keren banget. Dan juga message-nya dia untuk uh, female professionals untuk selalu mengasah keahlian dan kemampuan dalam pekerjaan kita supaya selalu makin jago dan selalu bisa mendapatkan pekerjaan yang terbaik. Dengerin deh um, advice-nya dia ini. Dan sebelum kita dengerin obrolannya, untuk yang nonton ini di Youtube, tolong dong di subscribe, di like, dan hit notification bell. Untuk yang dengerin dari podcast, tolong di download episode-nya. Membantu banget untuk channel independen seperti ini. Dan without further ado, I present to you independent film director, Soma Helmi. Everyone, this is Soma Helmi. Um, Hello. Uh, film director extraordinaire, Balinese baby by way of mm. Australia, now in Los Angeles. So she's minted Hollywood now. And an award-winning director at that. And we've we've known each other over the years. And be, we met once and then became Facebook friends. Mm-hmm. And then that's how I've kept in touch with you and also I because of that Facebook then introduced me and you know suggested I follow you on Instagram so then I get I get up to date and recently so I get all sorts of updates of course because you're very prolific in terms of like uh, updating the world which is very you're very good at, at, at doing that and the one thing that really got me in that when one of the work is that you had a billboard up in Hollywood or a billboard up on somewhere in the streets in Los Angeles. Yes, uh, Sunset, yeah. When what it For was, what movie uh, was that? It was for a, a show, for a Snapchat show uh, called The Dead Girls Detective Agency. Um, How awesome is that? Yeah. Repeat that title again. Repeat that title again. <laughs> the Dead Girls Detective Agency. Bless your heart <laughs> for coming. Which is a Snapchat original. <laughs> did you yeah. did you write that piece? No, or? I was I just was brought on board to direct it. I came in 
on the second season of it because it was a series and uh, they had done a series the year before and then I came in to do season three and four um, of it, of the show, and that year they had this massive billboard over Sunset Boulevard and I was like, okay, mm. this is happening. Amazing. <laughs> that, that, that was pretty amazing. You said that you're a director for hire. That means you're a working director. There's plenty of people who are not working at their... <laughs> I was working director before the pandemic. Yes, I was a working director. Well, you're um, working now with your new movie. I am, I've got my own projects going. I have a, I shot a couple of shorts. Actually, this is, I just shot my third short in the, since May, uh, this Amazing. past weekend. Yeah. So I, I keep busy. And these ones were the ones, um, two of them I had written and one was a, a friend had written and she wanted me to direct for her. Okay. Uh, yeah. So keeping busy. The one that I saw you on an IG live where you're, this this movie that you're making is uh crowdfunded which which one mm -hmm. is it what what the that weekend? one is called is that that's the called weekend. the weekend that's called yeah. the weekend yeah intermezzo sedikit waktu rekaman wawancara ini dengan soma nama proyeknya was called the weekend tapi sekarang sudah berjudul the angkasa legacy jadi kalau mau support jangan lupa ya nama filmnya soma yang terbaru adalah the angkasa legacy Yeah, yeah, with a very good-looking actor in it. <laughs> with Yoshi Sudarso? Um, yeah. This movie, guys, is completely cast with 100% good-looking people only. <laughs> good-looking Asian-American people only. <laughs> yeah, 100% good-looking cast. I'm not saying yeah. there's a single, like, mid mid good looking No, that's, like, legit They're everybody They're all blazing is, hot, yeah. Wow. Why not? <laughs> you know, uh, I think it is funny when it when the project all started coming together. I really wanted to make sure that it wasn't all AAPI cast, uh, you know, to start with, because that was the origins of it. It's really funny going back. I had sent out a tweet mm. um, that I, I think I just said, hey, if I wrote or I made an all AAPI short or series web series would you watch it and it just kind of blew up and mm. got retweeted and liked and people were like screaming yes at me and sending yeah. me you know gifts and all this stuff and I was like okay all right this is an idea let's do it and that's where it, it kind of turned into the weekend and um you know Yoshi and I have known each other for a little while and we've been trying to do a project together for a minute until finally I, you know, I just was like, all right, I'm just going to write something for mm. us to do together and you're going to star in it. <laughs> so oh, that's how okay. it all came in. Yeah. So it really was just a friendly conversation that turned into a real work. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's kind of how a lot of projects happen, though. Um, he didn't know that I had written it for him. I just sent him the script oh, okay. one day and I was like, what do you think? And he was like, this is great and then you know we were chatting about it and he was like can i audition for the part <laughs> i was like you're good sure. <laughs> you ladies <laughs> ladies if you're listening this is how this is the way to do it you write the role for the person you let them read it but you don't let them know that it's for them and make them ask for it and i like it you know uh, well i think everyone better take notes 
<laughs> I think he hadn't seen, and no one had seen, because this was the big part of it, was seeing, like, an Indonesian lead in a sci-fi, like, kind of a mainstream, quote-unquote, Western I see. movie, you know, that had been made All in right. America or, you know, outside of Indonesia. I don't know if you can think of very many, you know, that's like a sci-fi that has an Indonesian lead actor in it. I There's cannot. a couple, I don't know, that are like more action-based, you know, but not really like a romantic sci-fi. I don't know if I, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but um, so we were like, yeah, we got to make this. This is this yeah, has to be made. I don't think yeah. I had <laughs> Um, so and when, where can the, where can everyone watch this movie? Well, we just shot this past weekend, so but later, but, <laughs> later on, yeah, but um, later on, where would you? Well, the first thing is all our pledgers because we did a crowdfunding for it. They're gonna get a you know a link to it first to watch it, and then we're doing a festival run, and then once the festival run is finished, we'll have it online for people to mm. watch. Yeah. I see. So let's talk mm -hmm. about that crowdfunding because that also caught my attention. <laughs> yeah. Because this movie is a hundred percent is hundred percent crowdfunding funded. Is that mm -hmm. correct? Mm -hmm. so yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Okay. How much money does mm -hmm. it take to make the weekend? Um, we raised just under twenty five thousand. Our goal was fifteen, if I'm not wrong. Okay. Um, Because it's a short, so it's not, you know, what it is is a proof of concept to do a feature length. So we wanted to shoot a short nice. film to show and to prove what the, you know, the tone and the look and the story would, would feel like. Yeah. So mm, um, okay, it's still, we've raised, a, you know, 164% of our goal, which is quite oh. amazing. Wow. <laughs> well bad. done. Uh -huh. Yeah. And it was... A lot of it was, you know, with good friends who came in and believed in our work and really wanted to support us. But there were a lot of just a lot of kind hearted strangers that were either fans of one of the actors or, you mm. know, just fans of the idea of having an all API or all Asian American sci fi romance, you know, because we don't get to see that, um, especially with, you know, an Indonesian lead. I don't know. So I think people just got very excited about the idea and the story of it. It's kind of like almost that you're creating a pilot of a TV series or something and and then... Or a, it's, well, it's a proof of concept. We are saying that we are open to making it into a TV show, obviously, because okay. it is a, quite a big world. You know, the idea of this young man who discovers that he has alien superpowers, basically. Oh. Um, that it's this kind of generational thing with his, this alien found his family in Indonesia and he he's basically the family or its host because it's a symbiote. So generations of Indonesians in his family have been carrying this alien symbiote. So we're like, this could be a really big world. You know, we could make it into a series because it'd be really amazing to see what it's experienced in Indonesia over generations and generations, like the crazy stories, you know? Sounds um, like it has all the makings for one. You, I, I think so. If not, at least a really great series of features. <laughs> um, so, you know, I guess it is a little bit like what a pilot would be for a series, but it, it's a proof of concept. So it's going to be, I guess, about 15 minutes. So part of the podcast, Janda Batanda, is about 
empowering the widows and divorcees because that's that was the title means and Jana Janda and also mm-hmm. other women listeners that um the kinds of work and the other the kinds of creativity that um, people can get into and mm. that's why you are an aspirational role model for that um <laughs> truly you. truly i mean you know it's so people can take a look at that and say you know you can have creative genius and then you can and you can commercialize that and you can you can turn that into a living and then you can you can design your life in any which way that in direction that you want you can work with cool people or in mm. so much case good looking people only she only works <laughs> with good looking no ugly ones please do no, not apply no 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 they also have she's to not writing parts for you by the way <laughs> I no. mean, what's the point of having good-looking people on screen if they're not going to be able to act? You kind of your project will also fail. Well, um. <laughs> well so they're not only just good-looking and but they're also talented. That's for sure. That's I guess that's, that's oh, that's absolutely. The they're all very talented uh, that's the, actors. That's the given. Yeah, and you have, I guess, you have your, you know, you have plenty of selection where you are over your neck of the woods. Um, with yeah, there's a lot of really talented actors here I, it's funny when because I, I was doing you know shorts and commercials and stuff out of Bali when I first started and you know in Bali I found maybe two actors or three actors you know on the island itself that were professional actors back then and it was you know you could make movies obviously everyone went to Jakarta or you know overseas mm. or something so in Bali itself it, there wasn't like a big pool and when I came to LA it was like being a kid in a candy store I was like wait I can send out casting calls and like 300 <laughs> people apply for one wow. role what is going on it's just wow. wild and it, it's incredible as a filmmaker to have that available you know it's 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 really I think it it kind of makes you better filmmaker because you can do more you can keep making films and you, especially if you want to because I, mm. I think since I've been here I've made uh, something like 10 no more short films more 12 mm. short films in the three four years I've been here um yeah well that's prolific yeah. and that that helps in terms of creating um deepening your level of experience as well so and your yeah. craft. You've got to yeah. keep improving your craft. You learn on every single one. Every single one you learn. So it was kind of just a no-brainer for you to for to move from Bali to Hollywood? or That wasn't a no-brainer. Um, I think there was a point where I was coming here to shoot commercials for, you know, a minute. And I had friends who were in the industry here. Mm-hmm. who one is an amazing composer Sean Callery who does like who did Homeland and Jessica Jones and 24 and he was a friend of the people I was staying with and they're like what are you doing in Bali if you want to make films you know and they talked me into coming here and we didn't decide on LA at first Isaac mm-hmm. and I were thinking about you know Austin or Santa Fe or LA really wasn't the first choice um but I'm glad I did because we we actually really enjoy living here. Yeah, uh, we didn't think we would, but we do. <laughs> the <laughs> other one that I wanted to talk about was um, a movie. I think that um, all the production team were women. 
you had, mm. I think. Yeah, it was like 80 to 90% women crew, I think, if I'm not wrong. Um, That's amazing. But definitely all the HODs were, yeah. Yeah. See? Again, I think it's because also where you are that you could have that, that you're spoiled for choice, basically, that you can have a 90% crew women that, or, you know, if you want to say that you want to support women um, professionals, because there are yeah. many, you know, oh, yeah. you can, you're spoiled for no. choice of that. I like that. I yeah. like that. But I think you have to still be conscious about doing that. I don't think it's like the automatic thing that people still do yet about, you know, consciously choosing either people of color or women or, you know, like to hire. Cause I think it, especially at large in the industry, I think there's still very much like the old white men are first choice. Mm, interesting. And it's changing. Um, and it's just, I think it depends very much upon people who are in the decision-making like myself, you know, as a director, I get to a say in who I ask for my HODs, especially my DP and, you know, those kind of people. So you, you have to use that okay. quote unquote power to, to hire those people. Interesting. Well, in just in Jakarta alone, when I want to have editors for video editors or sound engineers, I haven't mm. run into um, any female engineers or mm. editors for and yeah, and I have been you know um, looking basically for different people to mm. work on different projects for my project or my clients' projects, and I think it's just the lack of the talent pool, or at least I'm not finding them. I mean, or yeah. they're not. So I, I guess I see use... I see what you mean by it's not as um it it if I were to actually really consciously it's like I'm only going to hire a female video editor yeah. for this particular piece then probably I will find the person yeah but it's... You, you definitely have to make that conscious and just draw the line because I think even on some of the bigger projects I've been on where I've said I want. You know, but it, at the end of the day, it's always whoever is best for the for the gig. You're not going to hire a woman if she her, her reel or her work is not strong because that would be detrimental to the project, obviously. You know, so it's like go and find this. I know there are a slew of talented female DPs. Send me a list and we can choose. You know, we, we can't just choose the first person that comes to us. So you have to just put your foot down, you know, because there, there was – a couple of bigger projects where it, it took a while to find some names and I was getting pressure to just just go with this guy just go with this guy like we've worked with him before and he's great like and I just had to just say no hold out she's gonna turn up just keep sending out and sending mm. you know websites or reels and we'll find her and we did eventually on a couple of them you know where I was like and it was nail biting because it came down to the wire where we were like, we got to hire somebody. But I think that's where those people also break through because you give them the chances to do that, to get hired on bigger projects. And the crazy thing is I think sometimes there's always the excuse that we couldn't find anybody. And I, I, I understand that because I've been in that position where I've, 
wanted to have female HODs or women of DP and I I just wasn't getting you know the references or the mm. they were busy or I mean thankfully now more so they're busy all the good you know w- women filmmakers are just being hired all mm-hmm. over the place and that's a great problem to have but it's also I, like okay I was about to, was about to <laughs> say know? yeah it's a good problem to have well whoever you are I mean if you're listening to this <laughs> podcast and and just be good at what you do and so that hopefully that you that's, the, that's that's it you really <laughs> really have to be good because if I'm gonna fight to have a you know a woman on it like right. I'm going to have the best person on it it's not because you're a woman really it's because your work is spectacular and we want you on the team because mm. it should always come down to that it should always come down to the best person for the job so are you ever gonna <laughs> write a role for yourself because I think you should be on film me no I prefer to be behind the camera always <laughs> is that right okay. I tried it a couple of times and no is that right? it's not for me um I haven't seen you promote you know, that at all no it was nothing that I used anywhere it was just kind of experimental I did do some acting courses because I think it I did it to help my directing I see you know, I think it's very very important for directors to learn acting as a craft because it helps you work with your actors more uh, better mm-hmm. all right so I understand the thought process there in terms of like do you do also your editing or somebody else is I editing have for you for many yeah. years so um, but you. now more and more other people are doing the cuts yeah we already know that you can do lighting just now so you know if, oh gosh of- no this is terrible <laughs> <lighting>. <laughs> apart, apart from sound editing I think um you're <laughs> You can almost do the whole film all by yourself. I mean, well, I used to. That's how we all started, isn't it? I mean, in Bali, I do films with. I've done many films where I've shot it, I've directed it, I've produced it, I've edited it, and I've mixed it. You know, and you just—that's what indie filmmakers do. They have to learn how to do every single part of filmmaking. I think. Right. And then that's when you discover which part of it that you want to be great at. And so that's that's also part exactly. of the part of the yeah. training, I guess. That's yeah. wonderful. And when I you like discover that. your control feet, so you've got to be a director. <laughs> that's good. I mean, like to be in control of your work and then being able to decide the kind of quality that you want to have from the output. So that's that's good. I like that. All right. Yeah. So we're yeah. So you you are, you know, the year's not even out. You probably will squeeze in two more shorts before the year's out. <laughs> oh, uh, gosh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> trying to do a feature next, actually. I'm hoping to do a feature um, uh, in the next year. I think that's going to be my next goal. All right. So we're looking forward to that. And don't tell oh, Yoshi, you. probably, because you're probably writing a role for him. And then you, we actually and you go, have a project that we're looking at doing that's half here and half in Indonesia, actually. Okay. A feature. Yeah. So maybe right. you'll see us make a, that feature soon. When you and Yoshi come to Indonesia, I want to interview you both um, um, again here and, you know, ah. tell him to, tell him his Power yeah. Ranger fan um, wants to meet him. <laughs> I will. I'll let him know. <laughs> 
because I've got small kids that like into are into Power Rangers, so you know. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, that I'm sure he's actually about to go to a convention because I know a couple like his little brother Peter is also a Power Ranger, um, and okay. a friend of ours, Brennan, who was in the Dead Girls Detective Agency, was also a Power Ranger. Um, so I know a few Power Rangers. You're swimming in Power Rangers. <laughs> swimming <laughs> like, in Power Rangers. I mean, I could get them to take a group photo and send it for your kids if you want. Yes. yes. <laughs> there you go. Brownie yes. points for mom. I'm not going <laughs> to say no to that. Wow. Awesome. That would be so awesome. I could do and that. And if you also meet Mr. Bean, that wouldn't hurt either. If you Mr. Like, Bean. Okay. If Rowan Mr. Atkinson Bean. happens to be stroll- strolling by into yeah. Los Angeles. I, mean, I can get you three Power Rangers, but I think that's as much as, <laughs> like, that's all I've got. Wow. <laughs> Two blue you know, and one red, I think. Uh, so I didn't know you were this powerful, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my connections. I got connects. I got Power Ranger yeah. connects. <laughs> I I thought you were pretty dope to begin with, but now like you are like star level. That's awesome. Okay. Hilarious. So, are you okay. gonna do a movie in Indonesian, like just Indonesian language, or? It's gonna be mixed. It's gonna be in both English and Indonesian. Yeah. Ooh, um, I'm excited. The story is about an Indonesian man from in LA going back to Indonesia to Jakarta or somewhere in Indonesia. That's practically yeah. a documentary for you. You could just put a video on you. <laughs> <laughs> like, just shoot you and Isaac coming back home. <laughs> yeah, gosh, maybe not, but not such an interesting subject. <laughs> well, you don't think, well, I guess, I guess people are still obsessed with behind the scenes anything, right? And Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, that's true. I would watch that personally, but maybe we'll get a you know a BTS documentary going while we shoot the yes. film. See? There's an idea. There you See? go. People would watch that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, especially you know the yeah you know, how difficult it is like um to to create a a, a film or create yeah. a project and making it and not feel and people don't feel, don't have to feel bad when you know their projects are going through a slump and because everybody goes through that right everybody goes through a slump yeah no i mean gosh this crowdfunding for this thing was i think people who haven't done it don't understand how hard it is and i feel like there should be a documentary about crowdfunding so like it's a let everybody thing. know how they can help you with the crowdfunding well it's closed already Oh, so we just did it for a month. Yeah, we mm-hmm. only did it for a month. Um, we raised, but yeah, it's it's all about your network. It's all about you know reaching out. It all comes down to the people you know personally, and you feel really kind of gross for a minute because you're just emailing friends for money, and you're just like, this is so awkward. And that's the worst part of it because you have to just constantly be sending out updates and. If you haven't sent any money, and I hated asking for money, I never did in any of my emails or anything. It was very much like, if you want to support, or if you want to share, or if you want to, you know, find out no. more, go to this link. Cause I just didn't want to be like, send me $50. <laughs> you know? Wow. Okay. It felt icky to do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think you should feel, I mean, it's a, it's a different kind of, um, of fundraising, right? But it's fundraising for a cool project. So I think, you know. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, well, I crowdfunding think it, is a thing, yeah. right? I mean, people are doing it. I mean, so it is, but it's still very personal in the end because it's you're asking, you're out there with kind of a bowl asking for money for your project. Um, so it, it gets very stressful, especially when it's going for a month and you know, you're constantly mm. having to do it. I think I don't know anyone who enjoys the crowdfunding process. However, it is a very good way if you don't have access to funding. Mm-hmm to make your work you know so filmmakers just do it because you know you want to make your piece and you want to make your project so you just grit your teeth and get in there (laughs) and do the crowdfunding well the project's called the weekend and the director is soma helmi with some power rangers in the film we're gonna we're looking (laughs) they are both power rangers his brother is in it too See, is also what did I tell you? <laughs> this movie is going to be amazing. I'm already, <laughs> I'm already oh, excited about it. That's a good <laughs> way already... to market it. I didn't think of marketing it that way. There are Power Rangers in the film. Um, you know? But... <laughs> yeah. You know. This has been a trip. I love it. Thank and you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much for your time. Say hi to Isaac for me. I, I doubt he's I will. Me All right. Have a okay. good night. And thank you so you much. You too. Gimana suka nggak dengan episodenya? Kalau suka dengan wawancara ini, jangan lupa ya di subscribe kalau sebenarnya belum di subscribe. Dan tolong di DM dong um, maunya apa episode-episode yang berikutnya supaya um, ada ide-ide yang khusus nanti dikerjain. Oke, okay. thank you for watching, thank you for listening, goodbye for now.